Hello, and welcome back to History Files, the podcast that has your history cravings covered. Today, we're venturing into the stirring history of Poland, specifically focusing on the period from 1914 to 1989. This journey covers world wars, the fight against communism, and inspiring tales of resistance and resilience. Part 1. The Overview. As a matter of framing, you need to be aware that the history of Poland over the past 100 years includes several instances of invasion and occupation. For starters, prior to the start of World War I, Poland was partitioned among the Russian Empire, the German Empire, and Austro-Hungarian Empire. The country suffered further occupation and conflict during the war itself, and only achieved its independence in 1918. However, this independence was immediately threatened when the nation was plunged into a war with Soviet Russia. Though not an occupation, this war was an invasion by Soviet forces aiming to extend communist rule. It would ultimately fail. Flash forward to 1939, Poland is assaulted by a war on two fronts after the signing of the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact. Germany invaded Poland on September 1st, 1939. And in addition, the USSR invaded Poland from the east on September 17th, 1939. Sources suggest that Nazi occupation from 1939 until 1945, was brutal as the German pursuit of Lebensraum living space put many local inhabitants in the direct firing lines. The later breaking of the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact in 1941 would see the eventual Soviet liberation and occupation of Poland from Nazi control, but the USSR would effectively occupy the nation until 1989. During this time, although technically an independent country, Poland was effectively under Soviet influence a situation often termed as an internal occupation. Finally, with the collapse of the Soviet Union between the period of 1989 to 1991, the internal occupation ended. Poland would hold its first post-Soviet elections on June 4, 1989, a groundbreaking moment that allowed opposition parties to participate in the election for the first time after decades of communist rule. Part 2. World War I. Now we have our bearing. Let's take a closer look at World War I, a conflict that was not just about empires and their ambitions, but also about subjugated peoples yearning for freedom and national identity. As we have pointed out, at the onset of World War I, Poland was partitioned among three empires, Russia, Germany, and Austria-Hungary. However, the spirit of Polish nationalism was far from extinguished. A figure who can't be ignored when talking about this period is Józef Piłsudski. This man is a legend in Polish history. He led the Polish legions and fought alongside the Central Powers, particularly the Austro-Hungarian Empire against Russia. Piłsudski's aim was not to support imperial ambitions, but to create a window of opportunity for Polish independence. The Polish legions which he led were units composed of Polish volunteers. They fought valiantly on various fronts, and their actions helped keep the idea of an independent Poland alive among the international community. On the opposite side, in France, we see the formation of the Blue Army, also known as Haller's Army, after its commander, Josef Haller. This force was made up of Polish volunteers in France, equipped by the French, and later participated in significant battles to liberate Polish territories. When the war ended, the victorious powers acknowledged the need for an independent Poland, and on November 11, 1918, Piłsudski declared an independent Polish state a day now celebrated as Poland's Independence Day. Part 3. The Polish-Soviet War 
Just when the ink was drying on the papers of independence, Poland faced another existential threat, this time from Soviet Russia. The Bolsheviks, keen to spread their revolution westwards, clashed with Polish forces in a conflict known as the Polish-Soviet War. The war was not a simple two-sided affair. It was entangled in local ethnic conflicts. The pinnacle of this war was undoubtedly the Battle of Warsaw, often dubbed as the miracle on the Vistula. The Soviets were on the brink of capturing Warsaw and by extension, possibly altering the map of Europe. However, Polish forces, against incredible odds, turned the tables. Hostilities would eventually end with the Treaty of Riga. This peace treaty divided the disputed territories between Poland and Soviet Russia, leaving significant populations on both sides of the border. But more importantly, it allowed Poland to maintain its independence, albeit at a high cost. Part 4. World War II We now move forward to arguably the darkest chapter in Poland's history. On September 1, 1939, German forces invaded Poland, and within weeks, the Soviet Union also invaded from the east. Poland was crushed between two giants, but its spirit was not. In less than a month, Poland was divided between Germany and the Soviet Union, essentially erasing it from the map once again. The German occupation was particularly brutal, with mass killings, forced labor, and the implementation of ghettos for Jews. Amidst the shadows of this terrible occupation emerged the Home Army, or Armia Krajowa in Polish. Loyal to the Polish government in exile in London, it became the main resistance force against the Nazis. The Home Army carried out a wide range of activities, from intelligence gathering to sabotage to armed uprisings. In 1944, with the Soviet army approaching Warsaw, the Home Army launched the Warsaw Uprising. The goal was to liberate the capital before the Soviets could claim it. After 63 days of intense urban warfare, the uprising was crushed, resulting in a devastating loss of life and the destruction of Warsaw. Despite its tragic end, the uprising remains a symbol of Poland's indomitable spirit. It is worth at this point to highlight a few unique cases that were outside of the regular armed forces. Firstly, let's begin with Zagota. Zagota was a unique resistance effort specifically aimed at rescuing Jews from the Holocaust. Formed by the Polish government in exile and operating within occupied Poland, it provided fake identification, financial support, and even armed escorts to Jews. It was the only organization of its kind in Nazi-occupied Europe. Also, besides the Home Army, other partisan groups also operated during the war. Some were aligned with specific political ideologies or were localized resistance movements. Their activities included guerrilla warfare, sabotage, and intelligence missions that harassed the Nazi occupation. Finally, women also played a crucial role in the Polish resistance, serving as nurses, couriers, and even combatants, and their contributions were invaluable to the overall resistance effort. In the end, despite the immense sacrifices of the Polish people, the end of World War II did not bring freedom to Poland. Instead, it found itself under Soviet influence, leading to another form of occupation, which we'll discuss in our final section. Part 5. The Communist Era After the war, there were individuals and groups known as the Cursed Soldiers, who refused to lay down their arms. Not only did they oppose the Soviets, but they also fought against the puppet communist government installed in Poland. Although their activities were eventually quashed, they served as an early symbol of resistance. Then, in June 1956, 
Another wave of defiance emerged when workers in the city of Poznan went on strike, demanding better working conditions and political freedom. This uprising was brutally suppressed. However, it set the stage for future resistance movements and exposed cracks in the communist facade. As we move into the 1960s and 1970s, intellectuals, writers and artists also played their part. They contributed to the underground dissemination of books, periodicals and other materials that the state had banned, thereby keeping the flame of intellectual freedom alive. Moreover, the Catholic Church provided much-needed moral and spiritual support to the people of Poland. The election of Pope John Paul II, the former Archbishop of Krakow in 1978, not only energized the resistance movement, but also inspired hope among millions of Poles. Fast forward to 1980, and we find yet another crucial moment. Led by electrician Lech Wałęsa, workers at the Gdansk shipyard went on strike, demanding the right to form independent trade unions. This strike led to the formation of Solidarity, Solidarność, the first independent labor union in a communist country, which quickly evolved from a labor movement into a social and political force. However, in December 1981, the Polish government, fearing the growing influence of Solidarity and under pressure from Moscow, declared martial law. Thousands were arrested and Solidarity was outlawed. Yet, despite this harsh crackdown, the movement went underground and continued to resist. Even under martial law, clandestine publications circulated, underground education thrived, and people found innovative ways to express dissent. Although martial law was officially lifted in 1983, the movement it sought to suppress was only temporarily halted. The story of Poland serves as a potent reminder that the human spirit can withstand even the most formidable adversities. The past decades may have been filled with turbulence, with chaos, and with seemingly insurmountable challenges. But they were also filled with bravery, with dissent, and with the perennial desire for freedom. Thank you for joining us today on the History Files podcast. Join us again next time, and we continue to explore the often forgotten chapters of history.